radio on your stereo No comparison to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo No comparison to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Me and Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJ's Radio Network. Come on, bro. Y'all already know redundancy at its finest, a special Wednesday show. When I say we only rock with legends over here, I absolutely mean it. And today is absolutely no exception. We got Erica Banks, one of the Biggest marketers in the history of promotions. One of the dopest individuals in the history of legs and arms. Welcome to the show. I definitely appreciate you for coming on. How you doing today, Queen? I'm wonderful. Thank you for that introduction. If you can just lead in with that for me every time I do something, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> just let me know and I'm there. I got I'm you. arms and legs and marketing promotions. I'm for it. Yes, let's do it. All right, so we was talking a little bit before we uh got on air, um, and let's 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 start with the beginning. As a matter of fact, hold on, I'm sorry. How's your family doing? Family's doing well. Family is blessed. They they should be tuned in. If they are, comment, say hello. My That's friend pretty, is well. If you're watching, dope. Um, bankable marketing, correct? Correct. Bankable marketing strategy. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the strategy. No disrespect to strategies out there everywhere. Uh, <laughs> all right, so so let's start at the beginning. Like like um, was this your goal in life? No, I actually went to Eastern Michigan University for education. So my degree is in English, and I started my career as a teacher, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade English. Um, and as they say, you know, when you plan out your life. God laughs at it. And then I was blessed to have my daughter and ended up at Ford, one of Ford's marketing agencies um, and did that for roughly seven years. So that's how I cut my teeth in marketing, um, doing some great events for Ford, Black NBA, NAACP convention, Congressional Black Caucus, uh, Ford Racing, uh, the Grand Prix in Toronto, so got some really good experience doing that. And then mm. there went from agency to agency, worked on some other great projects, um, Wayne County Community College District, Wayne County Patient Care Management System, which is a health provider for residents and businesses in Wayne County. Mm -hmm. Then um, my mother, Sharon Banks, shout out my mom, started Bankable in 2009. And by 2010, I was just really trying to figure things out. And she said, why don't you come work for the family business? And I said, okay, let's try it. And what, here we are 13, 13, 14 years later and still rocking with mom. Things have blown up tremendously. We've got some amazing, amazing clients. It is amazing working with my mother. My brother is also a part of the company. Um, my daughter cut her teeth for a minute as an intern, but she's pre-med, so <laughs> she won't carry on the legacy. But yeah, Bankable has really, it's been a blessing. And to learn from one of the greats, not just because she's my mother, but mm -hmm. one who has really made a name for herself in the city, in the state, um, it's been amazing learning from her. Okay, let's back up to Ford. Yes. How difficult is it to 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 have to deal with a bunch of white folks and convince them to see things to through your lens? So the agency that I worked for, mm -hmm. our primary client was the Ford Fund. So that's okay. the philanthropic arm of Ford okay. Company. And at that time, uh, Floyd Washington, God rest his soul, he was the head of the Ford Fund. 
So he was very instrumental in a lot of the work that they did in and around the Black community. So okay. it was phenomenal to be a part of the Ford family. Oh, okay. Uh, to- to- I didn't have to do a lot of convincing. Yeah, well, he should have been working for the Lions a long time ago. <laughs> Rest him. Uh, but damn, oh my God, they just killed me over the years. Anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, so... So you go to work for mom, you you know nothing about marketing or did you know anything through her? I know a little through her, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, with any entrepreneurial family at times she would take my brother and I to different events. We would have to volunteer whether we wanted to or not. Okay. But starting where I started and landing that position and getting the experience that I got with that first agency is what allowed my mother to see, okay, Erica's making some strides, she's doing some things, and she felt confident enough to bring me on. I, th- I think a lot of people think if you go into family business, like, it's super easy, but it's actually the opposite because your family knows what your potential is. Mm-hmm. You don't have the luxury of, oh, okay, mom, I'll get to it. It's like, no, business gets, needs to get done. I need to see that you're up to the task. And if not, Mom will let you go. Sharon and, and will cut you. I'm sorry, I misspoke. You knew a lot about marketing. I don't know where that came okay. from. Um, you got to tell the brother. You know, I'm fucking up sometimes. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you get a client that comes to you, and, and let's say, matter of fact, uh, are you guys? You guys are doing the Keisha Cole uh, concert, correct? Yeah. So one of the clients that we work with is Black Promoters Collective, which is a super dope. Um, collection of African-American promoters across the country who have come together to bring our artists to major, major arenas. So Love Hard Tour is coming this Sunday. Keisha Cole, Jaheem, K. Michelle, Trey Songs. If you have not gotten your tickets, there's a few left. LCA, you, you really want to be there. I'll be there. I mean, we, we would love to give a couple of tickets away. But that's, you know. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Okay, but when they come to you and they say, okay, we got X, Y, and Z, what, what, is, what is the first step? What's your goal? So okay. for Black Promoters Collective, of course, it's to increase awareness about who they are and it's to sell tickets. So what is the marketing plan that we're going to put together to sell tickets? For another client, it may be, I need to get my brand out there. I need to raise awareness. So let's put your campaign together. Does that involve TV? Does that involve digital? I think a lot of where things are headed now in the marketing space is a lot is going to be done on digital, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok has taken off tremendously and getting a lot of views, sharing a lot of information. So depending on what our clients need, If they come to us and say, hey, I'm in a crisis, we do crisis management. You know, how do we get in front of what the media may be saying, what your adversaries may be saying, and for messaging that puts you back in a positive light? So it all depends on what our clients' needs are, but, you know, we we do it all. Yo, so I was actually on a conference call uh, with DigiWax, how DigiWax. Um, and, and one of the questions they asked was, if, if you were Diddy's representative right now, <laughs> how would you approach the this, this situation as far as damage control? I think at this point, Diddy just needs to say nothing. I think there's so much that is coming out, whether it is rumors, whether it's gossip. Um, you know, I would advise him stay off social Stop giving your comments. Let your PR team, let your publicist develop your messaging for you. I know it's very innate in us to Mm -hmm. want to jump out. No, 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 that ain't what happened. Let me tell you what did happen. Sometimes no answer is the best answer. So my recommendation would be like, did he just take a beat? We'll come back to it. But you speaking on your behalf right now isn't the best thing for you. Oh yeah, that's why I'm not good at marketing. Because <laughs> you be ready to jump. Well, I would I would tell him to sue somebody. To sue somebody. Yes. Okay, and who should he sue? One of these. Who, who pick one? It's a gazillion people saying you did some nasty shit. Mm-hmm. Pick one and sue their ass. So what comes out of him suing them though? You, well, for one, 
when you get in court, you get your, your lawyer to try to put a gag order on the whole situation so that other person can't say anything. And you just, you just play Big Bank, take Little Hank, Little Bank. You just mm-hmm. keep, fuck, keep it in court until that person gives up. And what you're showing these other people is you got to really have some, bro, I'm a billionaire, bro. You're going to have to come better than this. And I'm going to use my money and I'm going to make it really fucking hard for you. Right or wrong. And, and like, I personally think, yeah, it's some validity, validity to the shit. Mm-hmm. But from a business standpoint, you see how we, we've seen how, you know, kind of let it play out works. And that didn't work out for, for Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. Them niggas ended up in jail. Well, that is true. But then if it becomes a big bank, take little bank. Now everybody's coming out the woodwork because everybody's got a story. So now it's big bank taking on little bank, little bank, little bank. And eventually you're going to end up being little bank. Yeah, you got a point there. I'd right? rather be like, broke than in jail, though. Like this this new story that came out, and this gentleman says that he has audio and video footage. So now, Diddy, you going to pay him to hush, or you we going to go to court? Do you want to risk this video and this audio coming out? I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but for oh. every case that comes out, you just going to throw $30 million at it? See, that was just, he shouldn't have did the first case. You know, And then I think you have he- to be careful going into these legal situations and the brands that are affiliated with you because after so much of okay well you're back in the news you're back yeah. on trial i don't yeah. want my brand associated with that so he's seeing that already standpoint, yeah yeah it's an ugly situation that uh it's very ugly and you know allegedly let me throw that out there because i don't allegedly. want to suing me taking my own advice <laughs> um but damn I, you know <laughs> that's why i only leave the fucking house oh it's tough it's tough and you just you have people around you that maybe don't tell you no you have people around you that are out for self that are very self-serving and you know people will flip on you at the drop of a dime social media shows you that one minute we're praising a celebrity the next minute we're tearing them down so you got to be careful with your circle you got to be careful with what you put out there because especially with social media and where we are now it lives forever. So, can are, are like when when somebody comes to you and, and they they need your help as far as damage control, are, uh, is it a, you, do they you know you have to sign an NDA? You can't talk about it. You do what you got to do and just keep it moving, or is it like like matter of fact with NDAs? Is there a time limit on those? I'm not sure, but I think there is a okay. time limit on an NDA. But some can be. This is never to be discussed. But the integrity of how, you know, we handle our business, what we know for our clients doesn't leave the four walls of what we know with our clients. What's a no for you? What's a no for me? Yeah, I I won't. I'm not touching this person. I don't care how much money you got. You know, my integrity supersedes. Yeah, if it it compromises the integrity of what the business has been built on, if it compromises what I believe um ethically if it makes me question my character to be associated with it um i couldn't do it like i said my mom started this company and she started it from the ground up so it's also the legacy of who she is what she has built and we can't you know we are a brand so if it's going to compromise the brand of bankable then unfortunately it's something that we can't be a part of where you from best on your journey where, where you from i'm from southfield born and raised are you did you go to lathrop or uh, i southfield? did i'm a charger oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what, are you a, are you a blue jay fan i hope uh, not no although the most i i had the most embarrassing moment of my life at southfield high school that's pretty what crazy. happened uh when i was in middle school my, my parents bought bought me a uh a Honda Spree. Mm-hmm. So me and my boy decided we're going to go show out. We both got little Honda Sprees and, you know, that was a thing back then. So we rolling across the field, the, the football field, and it's like all, uh, all all the Little League players, the cheerleaders, the parents out there, and I fell. Oh. In front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. That wasn't happened at Lathrop. <laughs> you know, it just, it 
that's, that, that's funny. I wish it wouldn't happen then because that was, oh my. The sad part is people was laughing so hard at the first fall, they didn't notice that I fell again. Probably best. Yeah. See, my yeah. damage control would have told you we're not going to go back out here. It's, it's not for you at this time. Oh, well, you didn't have to tell me that because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, got on, I got on my scooter and went the fuck home. <laughs> yeah. So, do you get starstruck? Um, not really. I've been at it so long. I've been very blessed and privileged to be around some amazing artists. But to be starstruck, I haven't haven't experienced that. I've seen some great performances. Um, one of our clients is the Detroit Jazz Festival, and I am not a jazz aficionado at all, but to see some of the legends that have come to Detroit that- Phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's been super, super amazing. I mean, the direction that Chris Collins, who's the president and CEO of the Detroit Jazz Fest Foundation, the vision that he has and the artists that he brings here. I mean, last year it was Common and Kareem Riggins, Mad Lib. I mean, it was, it was dope. Yeah, at some point, I'm, I'm just gonna have to kind of like just stalk y'all because that is i'm not a jazz fan either but i have mm -hmm. been to the jazz fest over the years and hit, i have always been in awe yeah that's how you know like that is you officially know summer is coming to an end in detroit yeah we ended with the detroit jazz fest and it's the largest free jazz festival in the world so i do not, not want to be in downtown detroit labor day weekend i did not know that yes best performance you've seen Oh, wow. Um, do I get one? Do I get a couple? You know what? You're the boss. <laughs> you give me a couple. So the first time I saw Fantasia was a few summers ago at the Aretha. She is a phenomenal performer. Mm -hmm. um, Frankie Beverly and Mays, that's, that's a great show. Um, when D-Nice brought, brought Club Quarantine here, um, that was amazing. Let's see what else. A lot of times I'm so behind the scenes. I don't get to see a lot. Burner boy. Burner boy was really? hot at the Aretha. Really? Yes. That was two summers ago. I believe that was a hot performance. That's what turned me on to listening to Burner boy was seeing that show. Really? Yes. Yeah. So do you guys you guys have a a, a a working relationship with the Aretha also? Yeah, that's one of our clients. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you have to stay tuned because this summer is going to be amazing. And it's the 20th anniversary of the Wright Productions. And that's the managing and operating entity at the Aretha Black-owned, woman-owned company. So it's going to be a great summer in Detroit. I'm understanding why Mikey plugged us in. <laughs> shout out Mikey. Shout, shout out Mikey. Shout out Mikey. Oh my God. That dude, like that dude. Knows is... everybody in Nashville right now. Oh, my guy knows everybody. Everybody. Yes. Yeah, there, there's a couple people in the city that, that like him and student minister Troy mm. know everybody. Yes. You know, um, Yo, and I, cause I've been at this for a long time. I've been doing this a, almost a decade now. Okay, wow. Oh yeah, you know I, didn't I just know. Well, cause I don't. Uh, I'm not screaming at niggas, and I'm not talking about goofy shit. Well, that's also true. You know, so and I try to make sure that that our people are are seen in the best light. Which so, I appreciate. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, a lot of these blogs and these podcasts um, lately, I'm noticing they're focusing on the negative stories about us as opposed, as opposed to highlighting what's positive about what we're doing, whether it's a business, whether it's what you do in your community. Like we would rather get into the clickbait and the negative behind it. And so I found myself unfollowing a lot of those that I used to follow because I'm like, I just can't. I can't get down this rabbit hole of just the constant gossip. It's and too much. Yeah, like there's so much other stuff we could be talking about. The problem the with that, though, and, and, and respectfully, 
Mm-hmm. I can't afford your services. <laughs> the people that are that are spewing goofy shit will get money thrown at them. Right. And then, you know, like if you talk about uh the divide between black men and black women, you know, which they have exacerbated beyond proportions. Mm-hmm. Um but if you talk about that, people watch. Right. You talk about somebody beating up somebody, people watch. World star. Talk about the greatness that somebody has offered to our community. It's kind of like uh, the brother that comes home from college and he just comes home to his mama and daddy. And the nigga that comes home from prison, the whole neighborhood comes out for him. But we got to do better. And hopefully conversations like this and intellectual petty radio we start to change the narrative of the stories that we tell. It's you know what I'm seeing a a a a a, a shift. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's gonna be you know slow, but there there's you know more people are are kind of sticking to what they like, as opposed to you know what what's gonna make me hot, and those people are becoming bigger. Yeah, now that I'll agree with. My girlfriends and I were talking about this just. And looking at, I think people are just tired yeah. of the same thing, the same look, the same narrative, the same story. So if we stop listening to it, if we stop engaging with it, we can be the change that we want to see. Like, I'm not clicking. I'm not subscribing. I don't want to see it. It's of no interest to me. Um, like I told you off camera, I have a 21-year-old, so I have to be mindful about what's in and around her environment. So we not, no disrespect to Sexy Red, but I just, I can't do it in my house. I can't, not gonna let it. But you, that may, you may like Sexy Red. Um, It's an ongoing conversation with me and one of my boys, Glasses Malone. Okay. Who looks at her as a representative of her 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 struggle and her situation um and initially i just hated everything about sexy red but i can understand where he's coming from when he said you know like like that's who she is mm-hmm. a narrative needs to change where she's at um if this is what your neighborhood is putting out we got some work to do right you know, and my right. fear is the young people that can't necessarily differentiate between entertainment and real life. Oh my God. So if that is what you are constantly being fed and you don't have anyone in your village to say, okay, this is entertainment. This ain't real life. I was having this conversation with another um, marketing professional Mm -hmm. and her biggest thing was, oh, she's a marketing genius. She's phenomenal. If you look at where she went on YouTube and where she is now, and that's great. But my question to her is, but what about the impression that she's making? Not her impressions, but what about the impression that she's making to the impressionable? You can be a marketing genius, but are you saying something? Okay. She's not a marketing genius. (laughs) I'm not not, going to. No. You fucking low-hanging fruit. You're showing your ass and your titties. That's not hard to do. A marketing genius is some nigga cutting his grass and turning that into a million-dollar industry. Mm -hmm. You know, some, she some, thought from her perspective, you started here on YouTube with a few clicks and you've propelled yourself here. But after so long, how much of the shaking of the ass and how much of that can we see before enough is enough? So would you promote her show? Um, Probably not. I don't know that I could. Because see, that therein lies the rub. I, I might well, let me a- say this. If my client is promoting the show, that's one thing. Would bankable marketing pr- promote her show? Probably not. That's the same thing, though. No, I'm promoting on behalf of my... I'm behind the scenes promoting <laughs> on behalf of my client. <laughs> I would interview Sexy Red. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily for for the, the, the clickbait you know, although, you know, it's cool to have people watch you, but I want to know why. Why what people? Mo- no, why Why you are the way you are. What oh, happened? Oh, okay. 
there's got to be a deeper a, a deeper story behind what she's doing. Some you know, um, and it usually is. Has anyone ever asked? I've never seen a sexy red interview, so I'm. Not I've sure. never. I'm not. I've never sat down and watched a whole sexy red interview, so I don't okay. know. And they're not going to. You know, the clips that they're going to show are her saying the the most ridiculous shit. Yes. Which encourages her to say even more ridiculous shit. Yes. You know, so, uh, yo, so y'all got, uh, so who all you got as far as clients then? You got the Jazz Fest. We have the Jazz Fest. We have the Aretha. We have some government entities, um, employment staffing agencies, authors, um, We've done some things with some NFL clients. So we're not pigeonholed in one area. We offer it all to everyone. Yo, that's NFL clients? Yeah. We're actually really, really, really good to work with. When they're doing community initiatives and giving back, like, they're, yeah. Hmm. I have a very low opinion of NFL players. And why is that? Because I think they coons. Why is that? Because they come off that way. They come off as the 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 to 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 go along to get along types. And I know I'm generalizing. And I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that is that all NFL players? It's not. And I'm mm-hmm. and and I and I know it's wrong of me. Um, and there'll be somebody that'll that'll see this and rip me a new one because I have an opinion. Um, I but just, in their own right, NFL players are entertainers as well. They are entertainers that I think could take the bull by the horns a little bit more. If not to, to just be selfish, like they're allowing the NFL to bully them unlike any other sports entity. In what way? And like, let's, let's go back to Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Okay. And they didn't stand up for that man. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it might have it might have helped had he went to people and said, "This is what I'm going to do," because mm-hmm. I think he caught a lot of people off guard. But why he was doing it was a beautiful cause. Absolutely, but I think to his defense, and I don't even know if this is to his defense, he was doing it at a time where our country was experiencing an even greater divide. We're in the midst of COVID. We're in the midst of not being able to go outside. So everything that's happening in the world, Mm -hmm. fortunately and unfortunately, we're all locked into it. And at that time, the powers that be had their opinions about what he was doing. Great cause, great reasoning. But the divide in which our country was experiencing, it could not be seen the way that it should have been. I don't think his delivery was wrong. I don't think that it needed to be, I'm going to come knock on the door. I've got a presentation that I'd like to go through about what I'm going to do. But at that time, wasn't what those that have the power wanted to see. Definitely an interesting conversation to, to, to be had. Absolutely. And I don't think the conversation is over. I don't don't think he's participating enough in the conversation. Whether he plays again or not, I think the conversation needs to continue. Oh, he's never going to play again. Solely around, will Colin get picked up by another team? I think that's that's, 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 that's your story. That that ship is sailed. It ain't happening, bro. But how do we continue the conversation? with the right people at the table. I think he has an opportunity to do that. And I'd like to see if that happens. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, okay, so what what is the next five years for Bankable? My goal, I'd like to see us expand. I'd like to see us take these Bankable strategies um, into some other areas, into some other states. Um, I'd like to see us expand upon our service offerings. Um, Like I mentioned, my brother's a part of the company. He had been in Florida doing great things and came back. And so now 
um, with him at the helm of our digital, I'm really excited for where we're going and how we're going to continue to trend with marketing as it shifts and changes from what traditional marketing used to look like. Is radio dying as far as marketing is concerned? I don't think it's dying, but I think it has um, extreme competition. One thing I will say about Detroiters, when we have a show that we need to promote, Detroiters still listen to their radio. They still want to hear Mason. They still want to hear Tune Up. They still want to hear Dr. Darius, Bushman. So Detroiters are loyal, but I think the way in which we reach audiences is definitely changing. I mean, you can stream, you can... Um, you've got your Sirius XMs in your car, you've got Apple, you've got Spotify, you've got YouTube. So as it continues to shift, radio is going to have to get creative because whether it's I'm paying for the subscription with no commercials or I'm getting the subscription subscription with the commercials, mm-hmm. the dynamic of radio is changing. So what are traditional stations going to do to remain competitive in that market? Yeah, because I was... I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like I, I've become a fan of the Breakfast Club. Um, to it, some things I agree with them wholeheartedly, and some things I'm completely flabbergasted that they would do. But I understand them. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't appreciate them usurping our people in Detroit on the radio. Yeah. Like that was just that wasn't good at all. Yeah, and me. again, it's it's big business, and you have to think about. If I can stream the Breakfast Club from six to ten across forty markets, as opposed to six to ten with DJ DJ, from a big business standpoint, unfortunately, it's going to make sense to stream Charlemagne and Envy and now Just Hilarious across forty markets. Is there a such thing as too big of a megaphone? I don't think there's such thing as too big of a megaphone, but I think there is a time and a place as to where you scream your message. Oh, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that? I liked (laughs) it. And you know what? That's one thing with me. Like, um, on the one hand, I would love to be able to just do this and pay my bills, but I don't ever want to be as big as the Breakfast Club. But I think the Breakfast Club, like Charlemagne specifically, again, don't have to agree with everything. We we never should. But even what Charlemagne has be, been able to do when it comes to Black men and mental health, and that message alone, I appreciate the big megaphone for that. Yeah. Everything doesn't need to be yelled from the rafters, but I think there are some things that intellectually petty can get out there and say, like you just said, for our community, I want to highlight the positive. I want to talk about what's going on good in and around our community. Let's get the big, big megaphone for that. Yeah, but I like being able to go to the store. Well, you can Instacart. Just Instacart it. Yeah, but I I, I enjoy, you know, like, to be able to talk to people, you have to be able to be with people. Mm -hmm. And the bigger you get, the the smaller your ability becomes of of just being regular Joe Schmo. But it doesn't have to. You don't have to buy into the celebrity of, oh, I can't go anywhere and I can't do this and I can't do that. You can still go out in your community. You don't have to. Surround yourself with five and six bodyguards and hire paparazzi to get you. I'm not going to the murder mac as Charlemagne the God. You're not what? Actually, I'm not going to the murder mac with nobody. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like you can't, you know, Charlemagne can't can't just pull up at random places anymore. No, probably not by himself. That's just not safe. It's the trade off, though. Yeah, and see, I don't, I don't need that, you know. I'm I'm old. I don't want people bothering me. I don't even like people all that much. Yes, you do, because you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't like people that much. I like it in a controlled environment. I like having great conversations with great people. So then let's just continue to expand your audience and your reach 
but you can still do it in the confines in which make you comfortable. I like that. I hit and the, I'm not going to charge you for that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hit the mega millions Friday. I am hiring you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, take it. Hashtag bank on banks. Yes. What has been your biggest growth? Just personally. Oh, wow. Personally? Honestly, becoming a mother, maturing as a mother, personally understanding um, more of who I am, what my responsibility is to this young person that I am grooming and bringing up to be just a positive person in society. I don't need you to be famous. I don't need you to be rich. I just need your impact on society to be positive. Man. Yeah. And what, you know, I, like my daughter, I have adult children and I, I got grand, grandkids. And what I'm learning or have learned is, you know, there's different levels of parenting. Mm-hmm. And some of this shit, you know, you, you, you see your parents go through and you have an idea and then some of the shit you ain't got no idea about. No, there is no handbook. And I was a single mom and I'm super grateful to my friends who stepped in and were a part of her village, her aunties and her uncles, my immediate family that stepped in and helped and did all of the things that allowed me to do what I needed to do professionally. One of the extreme benefits of working for my mother was being able to get that time off to attend basketball games or recitals or all of the things that are important for you to be a part of as your kid grows up. So it's not easy. There is no handbook, but you know, through trial and error, she's turned out pretty amazing. Grandkids aren't the shit though. <laughs> yes, I'm sure my mother would say the same. Great. Oh my God. You got no responsibility, really. Just no, and y'all spoiled him, and then you send him back home to us. Exactly. Yes. To deprogram. Yeah. Yes. So what? You'll be all right. And then we look at y'all like this is not the same parent I grew up with. Like because it's not. You used to be a strong individual, and then the grandkids make you weak. No, no. It, it, soft. Your strength is just converted. Is it? into it, it you transfer it to other areas of your life <laughs> you know you know you know like i don't i've done a good enough job like i i used to see all of these posts and stuff about me and oh when my daughter goes to prom i'm gonna have a shotgun and all that goofy shit I'm like bro if if you feel the need to have a shotgun at your daughter's prom you failed her you did something wrong yeah you did something wrong i i didn't i didn't even concern myself with the dude i just concerned myself with how much money i had to spend because I, I was fully confident that my daughters had a model of who to choose. Of course. Now, there's different areas of my life where I, I don't want you to get the early model. Get the late model. Yeah. You know, you know but, yeah, I, you know, you, you don't, you don't worry biggest, about that type of shit. Listen, my biggest concern was the prom send-off and how ridiculous I was going to be for that. Oh my God, like how bad was it for you? So it was, unfortunately, COVID took her prom. Oh. It, I mean, it was ridiculous. We, I had rented out a hall. There was, um, I think it was a Bentley that I had rented. You think, huh? You don't even know, huh? That's what, you, that's what you're doing too much. You got too much going on. <laughs> it, was it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. The dress was specialty made super dope designer here um you know shout out victoria the shoes the purse i i had gone insane so covid sat me all the way down but the dress made an appearance at the graduation open house but yeah i was i was branding this prom send off you were <laughs> i was branding <laughs> hashtag jordan's prom so given given your field of expertise, do you sometimes overdo it with like home events? 
Probably. We've had, um, last year we did like a client appreciation Super Bowl party. And I remember my mom saying, okay, so we've got maybe like 10, 15 people coming. I was like, no, I've got like 50, 75 people coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I need a mobile bar and I need, people need to pick their squares and it has to be catered. And I need three TVs going at the same time. Because I st again, I started doing events for Ford Motor Company. Mm -hmm. So with Ford, you go big, yeah. right? So yeah. we've got one of the biggest convention spaces at a lot of these places. So my mind it, for any event is just, let's do it. Like, What you got planned for the draft? So we're doing a couple things um, with clients. There are a couple events that bankable is going to see and be seen at um, but i'm excited for for what the draft is going to do i hope so we yeah. can't know about those events huh no i can't know those. Oh, sh oh damn can a brother get an invite or something <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i don't know who i was talking to i'm like man i'm probably going to be begging a lot during this interview it's okay we're gonna work on maybe some ticket giveaways for Love Heart Tour coming out this coming up this Sunday. And you know, we'll see what else. I'll actually pay for a couple of those tickets. You can however, are you doing Scarface? We are doing Scarface. Yes. Yeah. Scarface that, is Royal Oak Music Theater. That's actually uh I met Mikey at, at a Scarface concert. He he was uh throwing. Yeah, this is I think this is going to be amazing. His tiny desk. I saw what he did on NPR. This is a whole new Scarface. This have is you ever not, been to a Scarface show? I have not. <sighs> so I want to fully be immersed in it this time. Yo, and I tell this story all the time. Like he was at this little club. So it was very intimate. He didn't have the band. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it matters with that guy. His, yeah. his ability to weave the story of the song making mm. into the song performance is better than any person I have ever seen in my life. Okay. And then we, oh my God, then we got a chance to talk to the man for like two hours after the show. Yeah. One of, as far as hip hop is concerned, it's the best hip hop night of my life. Okay. It's not even, and it's not even close. And as far as performances go, I don't think. I would have to go back to like the Fresh Fest to even, and, and it, 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 he's absolutely hands down the best performance I've ever visually seen personally. Okay. You know, um, Hammer, so would, Hammer would be next. Back and I'll tell you what I thought. Yes, please do. Hammer would be second. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was not, a, I, I was complete. I was one of those niggas that hated on Hammer completely. All oh, this niggas a sellout. Like I talked all types of shit about him until I saw that nigga perform. But he looks like he put on a good performance, right? It With was... all the antics and all the things, he looks like if nothing else, you're going to get a great performance. He gave you Vegas everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like it was Circus de Soleil. I know I'm butchering your name, whatever it is. But it was them in a hip hop form before they existed. Yeah, because it's like 80 of them on stage all <sighs> doing something at the same time. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay, so I give you an unlimited budget to put together a show and promote it. Don't ask me who's on the bill. I can't do that? No. Don't put yes. me on the spot. I really wanted to hear what you had to say about that one. Who would I put on the... Oh, my gosh. Is this a hip hop show? Is this an R and B no, show? It, 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 matter of fact, I'm 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 going to help you out. Okay. They can be dead or alive. <sighs> Any genre. Any genre. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you one one thing. They have to be at the Aretha. They have to be at the Aretha. Okay. I definitely need Pac. I definitely. Uh, I need Jay. Um, you don't know nothing about no Pac, though. You're too young for that. I'm not too young for that. You're too young I for Pac. 
I definitely. I was watching TikTok yesterday and I was going through like Method Man and Red Man and that just reignited. Um, I'd love to see them on stage. Crazy. They are I would crazy. Love to see, yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, who else? You throw in, as I ponder, you throw in three more. Well, I'll give you I'll give you these caveats. Since you brought up uh red and meth, was it last summer or the summer before? Anyway, um Mikey again got us some tickets. Um and this was Ypsilanti. Mm-hmm. And it rained the whole fucking day. It was like, you know, kind of like a it was one of those uh like I don't know, smoky smoke events. I don't smoke, but you know friendly. 420 friendly so they had a you know a whole shindig about it but anyway um the yin yang twins were first off i had completely underestimated the amount of hits these niggas had Mm -hmm. and they performed they were phenomenal okay yeah, I would have ne- never in a million years would I have been like, wow, man. Not, not that I hated the Yin Yang Twins. No. I, mean, I definitely rocked to some of their shit, don't get me wrong. But I didn't put, I, you know, I never put the catalog together. Yeah. And when they put the catalog together and they performed in the rain. Okay. And Me- Meth and Red performed in the rain. Mm-hmm. And they did not disappoint at all. Like, you, ex- you expect them to be great. But when you throw that it's been raining for hours and it's still packed out there. Yeah. And people are standing. And this was outside. So people were standing in the rain for hours and you mm-hmm. couldn't tell. That was one of the most pure hip hop moments I, 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 I've encountered. Yeah, I would love to see. I'd love to see that on stage at the Aretha. Oh, oh yeah, I think. Oh my God, that would be phenomenal. And the reason I said the Aretha is because it's outside, right? And it doesn't it doesn't hold anything back. Like you got to really be on your shit. Oh yeah. You know, if you you come and trash the Aretha, you know, and Detroiters will let you know. Detroiters will let you know. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> don't get food out of out of the city and back to the airport, back on the road. Just come with your A game and. You're fine, but Detroit audiences are like no other. Okay, I'm not going to ask you who, but have you uh, promoted the concert and they got booed? Huh? Never booed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Never booed. It didn't go well for them, let's say that. It did not go great. Wasn't there a shining moment? <laughs> so who who talks to them after that? Hopefully they talk to themselves. <laughs> you, you know what you did out there. You now you know that is not what we came to see. You did that to yourself, and you go back through your albums and you remember what got you here, and then you come back and that's what we want to see you perform. Are you personally disappointed? Or is it just a business transaction? When an artist gets booed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I I feel bad, but mm-hmm. you're the artist. You, you know what the expectation is. You're a performer, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know what the expectation is. So if you know that your catalog is two decades of hits and you spend your... 20 minutes on stage promoting your next album like that's on you that's you made a bad choice do better do better next time yeah i've seen like new edition can never lose ever you can be new edition then you can be ralph then you can be bbd then you can be bobby like new edition will never lose have you seen them live yes i've never seen them live Oh, it's phenomenal. I've seen them at LCA. I've seen them at the Aretha. It is phenomenal. All of them. All of them. 
So Bobby's not acting the whole ass. No, Bobby's doing it. Bobby's being Bobby. But would we want Bobby to be anything else? And, and you know what? Like, I, I, and no disrespect to Bobby Brown because I, I am a fan. I think he has gotten a, a narrative painted about him. Not to say he didn't help per se, but. But when think... it's time to get out there, Bobby knows what to do. Like Bobby will not disappoint. You mm. won't leave a show and say, uh, I could have done without Bobby. No, Bobby won't disappoint. I might have to check them out one day. You know, yeah, I saw Usher in Vegas. That was a great show. I'm not I'm not going to see that nigga. At LCA? I'm not going to see Usher. Well, I saw him in Vegas, so I don't I'm, need to I'm see. not no, I'm never going to see Usher. No, I'm, I'm not going to see Usher. No way. Why not? Because I, I feel like I'm obligated to bring 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 my wife along and I, I don't, I'm you don't want them problems. I, he don't want them problems. <laughs> Cause I'm law, bro. I'm not buying that shit. No. No, it's a, no, but he's it's a great performance. Yeah, well, perform on somebody else's old lady. Okay. Yeah, we ain't with that shit, bro. Don't Alicia Keys hug you from the back? No. That's... <laughs> I think that for her, given the history and how how bad <laughs> the her reputation took a hit at the beginning of their relationship. I don't think that was a good look for her. Why? We're performing. We are literally up here to entertain. Okay. The song is titled My Boo. Okay, your dude works at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And there is the sexiest fry cook in the history of sexy fry cooks that works there now. And because she works there and him and her got this chemistry... They have tripled the fry sales in that particular <laughs> McDonald's. So you their okay? Their chemistry is tripling fry sales. Their chemistry is tripling the fry sales. Okay. So you okay with him all behind her doing the, the 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 fries, flipping them over from the back? Cause it's a performance. I listen. The two are not the same. Okay, it, you can't be behind anybody. <laughs> With the grease, <laughs> trying to flip fries. You burnt yourself. You bur- burnt her. Now the fry sales are down, and we are drunk. No, the two are not the same. But no, if my if my man is performing and this beautiful artist that he has a, a cal- collaboration with, and they on stage, it's it's one night. It's a performance. I it think men, men and women look at it differently. Yeah, but it got people talking. It My did. boo is back in rotation on radio. I don't care about all yeah, that. what it needed to do. Like me, I'm Swiss Beats. We rich already. But even Swiss's comment was like, y'all more bothered than me. Right. Well, well, that's what he's like, supposed to say. I was gassing up the jet ready to take her home. Like That's what he's supposed to say. When they got home, when they got on that jet, though. <laughs> they uh, did You not. can't tell me that he was like, hey, you look like you enjoyed that a bit too much. We seen the smile. Look at the he pulled up his phone like, look at this shit. Look at this, look at the smile. Right. <laughs> yeah, Usher went off and got married that night. But they did exactly. It got exactly what they wanted. It got their people talking. We back listening to my boo. Alicia's songs are probably trending more. Usher's ticket sales are probably gone up. So it did what it was supposed to do. Kudos to Usher and Alicia Keys. I think it helped him. And it didn't hurt. It, it, it didn't help her. I don't think it hurt her. I don't. I don't think at this point. I'm, honestly, like, I don't. I don't know if there's a. You know, I think she has plateaued. We have punished her as, as a society, which we shouldn't have, because dudes get away with doing way, way, way worse to women, mm-hmm. and get away with it. And you know, from all accounts, him and his wife had broken up. Blasey um, and they had just moved on and people have blamed her for breaking up a, a household. And from my understanding, her and the ex are cool. Okay. But from a, a public relations standpoint, people have just shitting on her ever since. But I think it's like you said, I think women do in those situations probably get a good majority of the backlash um, yeah, I don't claim to know a lot about that story, 
but I think Alicia has plateaued because she became a mother and then she got into skincare and some other things. I don't think that if she put out an album tomorrow, it would do terribly. Nobody's looking at Alicia Keys like she's wearing this scarlet letter and has been shunned to the basement. Right? I don't know. And if the ex-wife is with her, you know, what does that say about us judging a situation? Like everybody has judgment about a situation until you are smack dab in, in the middle in, of in that situation. Yeah. Exactly. You know, don't 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 they could have been uh, separated in a glass for house. Years. Right. Yeah. And living in separate homes. Like nobody knows, but for the 30 second snippets that we as Joe Q public got, it's oh Swiss Beast cheated on his wife and it's because of Alicia. No. Pretty much. She's a homebreaker. If you cheat on your person, you're cheating on your person because of you. It doesn't have anything to do with that other person. Yeah, well, you know, that doesn't, nobody wants to read that in the New York Times. Well, that's true. You know, Swiss Beats is accountable for fucking up. That doesn't sell papers. She's a harlot. That's a whore. That sells papers. (laughs) And I'm not saying that you are, Alicia. Don't get mad at me. I'm just. No. That is not what we're saying here at Intellectually Petty Radio. Uh, Being a sister, has it made things more difficult in marketing? I don't think so. Or has, it been a benefit, has it been a benefit? Benefit. I think that we have been blessed and grateful and are grateful for the clients that we have. Um, a good majority of our clients all come from referrals. There's not a lot of, you know, thankfully, knock on wood, running up and down the streets to promote ourselves that we need to do. Like our reputation is just that stellar. So we have African-American clients, we have Caucasian clients, we've had Asian clients. Um, I don't think being a sister has made it harder or made it easier. It's just, it's about the work you put in. Like my work ethic is one that I stand behind strongly. At the end of the day, it's not about Erica Banks, the black woman, Erica Banks, Sharon Banks' daughter. It's about my work ethic, and that speaks for itself. Speaking of Sharon Banks, what is what 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 do you admire about her most professionally and personally? My mom's drive. Like she is extremely driven and hardworking and will keep going. You know, she's at a point in her career where most people would say, okay, I'm, I'm going to retire. Um, but I don't think my mother will ever retire. She loves what she does. She is phenomenal at what she does. I've learned a tremendous amount from her and I learn more every day. Um, even personally, the things that she's done for my brother, myself, my daughter, as a mother, as a grandmother, the examples that she set as a businesswoman, a black businesswoman, and to still be at it, you know, she started once in I think 1998 when I'm fresh out of high school, my brother's still in high school, put it on hiatus, went back into corporate America, and then decided, nope, I'm gonna give it another go. And she's been going ever since. Mm-hmm. So, my mom is super driven. She is super hardworking and she expects a lot, but I appreciate that she expects a lot because that then requires me to show up every day and give my my all, give it 100% every day. There are no days off with Sharon Banks, let me just tell you. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I, I completely no. understand that because I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I woke up at one o'clock this morning feeling like absolute shit. Well, I hope you feel better. Uh, well, you know what? This has helped. I'm glad. Yeah, this has been a really, really beautiful conversation. I this has been you. super dope. So, Mikey, thank you again for this. I appreciate you for connecting the two of us. Yeah, ditto. Um, yeah, Mike, Mikey, the, he he knows what he's doing. He knows everybody. Yeah, Mikey knows everybody. Um, and I, you know, I I I was talking to uh, I don't know if you're familiar with smart smart guy. Um, got a nice size page on the gram too. Um, he's a boxer, but this dude is just so. I talked to him. Uh, what was that Monday? Uh, 
Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Monday. Um, and he he said something that that I've been thinking about since then. And he was okay. like, you know, you have to give yourself your own flowers. Yes. And I I have struggled with taking compliments my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm always a deflector. Um, so I will always like you know to the one, and I justify it by saying it keeps me motivated. But to also know you're doing a good job, like yeah. that can motivate you as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm trying to work on that. It had absolutely nothing to do with anything, so I'm sorry. Well, um, I'm going to give you your flowers today. This has been amazing, and I'm glad that we have got to spend this hour together. Okay. I'm, see, I'm gonna cry a little bit. Stop it. You know. It's okay. I'm emotional. I'm I'm old. <laughs> Not old. Refined. <laughs> yeah, you are okay. Fine. <laughs> Well, um, if people do want to um, book Bankable, they want to use your services, how do they go about doing that? Absolutely. You can find us at bankablemktg.com. That's our website. Um, you can Google Bankable Marketing Strategies, not solutions, strategies. Um, I'm on Instagram, eBank923. You know, we're around. We are always accepting new clients, love to do things in and around the community. Um, so yeah, excited to see what the next five years of Bankable looks like in Detroit and outside of Detroit. Yeah, I'm in Cleveland. If I can do anything for you, let me know. Oh, absolutely. My good girlfriend lives in Cleveland. Yeah, um, so I've been here a while. So let me know. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely certain as far as marketing and shit is concerned, that's not, nothing I can do for you. However, <laughs> You did this for me. You just put me in front of your entire audience. So you did do something. Well, you know, um, I, I didn't do that. You, you, you did that. We did it collectively. You know, it's your talent that gets you on the show, but, well, but you. it's your story that makes you stand out. But and it's you, your platform that's allowing me to stand out. I'm just an old nigga in his basement. Just <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> on that note um i just I, I cannot thank you enough this this has been a treasure for me this has been great thank you so much thank you to your listeners your followers um and i hope to see you again yeah and let me know what i need to pay for some tickets <laughs> you know um, i got you and I, absolutely this summer i know y'all gonna be lit at aretha let me oh yeah uh, just stay tuned we getting ready to flood your inbox, your social media, everything. I got you. Whatever you put up, I, I got you. Everything. So be on the lookout. Yo, and Caesar, if you, when I say she, they, they, she the one. Hey, Caesar. Yeah, oh, my my guy. Hey. Talk about pop, like like oh, but man, William H. Home. Oh, where, where my hoodie at, bro? Anyway. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I need a hoodie, man. Have you seen his shit? I have not. That's why I need to see the hoodies. I might need a hoodie. Oh, no. And he's got purses, too. You got to see his purses. Okay. I'm going to check like, it out. He got like a pyramid purse. It's just fucking dope. I mean, at least I'm I'm just a dude. Looks dope. Um, but it looks dope. Yeah, it does look dope. All right, um, I'm going to check it Matter of fact, Mikey introduced me to that guy. And Caesar is a, is a, is a, a rapper here. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Okay. But you know he 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 is a uplifting type of type of rapper, but he's not like one of those corny backpack. You know, like okay, well he spits a lot of syllables, but it's it's, it's nice he's talking about black people, but he's trash. No, he ain't that guy. He actually like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've I've heard that before. Okay, I'm <laughs> we're gonna circle back on who, without naming names, but we'll we'll save that for the next one. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let us get out of here. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate you, um, and you have a phenomenal day. And thank shout out you. to your moms. Shout Tyler out said to thank you. I'll, I'll let her know. I should, <laughs> All right. I'll let Mikey know how dope this was, too. Have a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to let Mikey know this was phenomenal. And I'll put some clips together probably okay. Sunday. Okay. So, um, and if people want to, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, Intellecti Petty Radio on YouTube. We on Spotify and iTunes and whatever, man. All the other shit. I'm horrible at that. Anyway, you have a phenomenal evening. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you so much.
<laughs> Yo, Caesar. Yeah, that, that one of when I say for marketing, bro, and, and promotion, yeah, I don't I don't think you're gonna find anybody more successful or more invaluable than Bankable. Um, you definitely might want to tap in with them. Anyway, this has been Jobs. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Uh, we're supposed to have Snap Dog come on in about at about six thirty. If I can make it, because your boy's feeling uh, man, I'm tired as hell. Um, but that was just an absolute beautiful conversation. Um, so shout out to Erica Banks. Truly appreciate you for uh joining the conversation. And again, got to give Mikey all the props on the planet for hooking that up. On that note, I'll see y'all in a half an hour. Peace.